What's up, Encounter? How we doing? Hey, for those of y'all who don't need of hey, is Phil. I am on staff here. I get the great pleasure hanging out, hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with. Yeah, that's the terminology. Hanging out with, coming alongside, mentoring, and pushing forward our internship team. So. For those of y'all who are blessed to know our interns, y'all are blessed. They're incredible people who love Jesus. You can give them a hand. They uh, make my life great, and they make me cry sometimes, but most of the time it's good. Uh, I, I get the chance to share with y'all tonight about a little bit of what God's doing in my heart. And so I welcome you, welcoming you into tonight. I want to create a space for you, all right, because I know... We're all coming from a different space. Some of y'all went on a really dope spring break trip. Um, some of y'all went home. Some of y'all worked. Some of y'all maybe were in a space during spring break where you felt maybe the most alone you ever felt in your life. So I want to acknowledge all of those things tonight, all right? And I want you to know that you are in a place where you're welcome, okay? You're in a place where you're seen. You're in a place um, where we get to talk about the living God um, who loves you. All right? Is that cool? Okay. And tonight we're going to be um, in, in the Psalms. And as, as I was kind of preparing for tonight, I, I've had a crazy past few, uh, few days just traveling all over the country. And, you know, some of y'all can, can relate to that. But I was, I was prepping for this in the airport. And thing, people are running to their gate. Someone's eating McDonald's next to me. There's a loud, oh, like, people are, I don't know, the baggage people are yelling stuff. It's, 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 not, it's not really a calm place. But I'm sitting here, and I'm prepping, and I'm, like, digging into the Psalms. And, y'all, I'm, like, being moved. All right? So for those of you who don't know, like, the overall theme of the song, Psalms is that they're, like, songs of adoration, praise, and lament, and and these opportunities to, like, to really acknowledge the greatness of God during our times of really high highs and really low lows. And I found myself in, in like, this worshipful moment as chaos is happening around me, and I'm, like, I'm really meditating on, on these words. I was really, like, caught, almost, like, caught off guard because I was, like, able to praise God for his blessing. And we can say maybe I was just overtired, or I just got to experience some really cool things and whatnot. And that's, that's a part of it. But I think, like, seeing, seeing God's greatness in these psalms really set me up for, for tonight to be able to hopefully encourage y'all. And so that, that I just want to let you know that that's where, where I'm walking into tonight. And so tonight, let's go ahead and take a look at the beginning of Psalm 96. Um, and ju- just the overall theme of this whole psalm, psalm, I was kind of going back and forth whether or not just to read the whole thing or, or, or read the beginning of it. I think you get the overall theme by reading these first three verses. So here's, here's what it says. Uh, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. And so it goes on to say pretty much 
similar things to what these first three verses says. It talks about in our lives as followers of Jesus, we have the opportunity to sing songs of praises to him. And it goes on in the rest of the verses here in, in, in Psalm 96 and talks about how we should be singing his praises in our personal walk with him. We should be singing his praises in, in, our, in our walks with our families and our friends and our close relationships with others. We should be singing songs of praise with them. And we should be singing songs of praises about him to the whole world. And tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like in our life. And the first thing that stood out to me about this is that we are called to sing a new song. To sing a new song to the Lord. And I thought that was interesting because it, it went, at first glance, it's like, okay, cool, yeah, like, sing a new song to the Lord um, because... He, I don't know, like continues to let me wake up every day. And that, and that is part of it. But, but also there's a part of me that's like, man, I'm like, I'm a pretty like nostalgic person by, by trade. I don't miss things um, necessarily, but I, I really hold on to important moments and people and instances and occurrences in my life and I hold it tight, right? And so sometimes the, the, the thought of like singing a new song is like, man, I, I kind of like this old song over here, you know? And that. I, don't get me wrong. I love change. I love new things. I love experiencing new things. But there's something about this that's like, man, we are called to sing a new song. And the psalmist starts off by telling us, sing a, sing a new song to the Lord. And, and throughout Scripture, when a new song is sung, uh, it's a song that's inspired by a fresh experience of God. When a new song is sung to the Lord, it's a song inspired by a fresh experience of God's grace. So thinking about it that way, I'm like, yeah, totally makes sense. That's because this idea that every day we should be experiencing God's grace in new and different ways. Y'all, and I love this week after spring break. It has always held a really special place in my heart. For those of you who don't know uh, my story, I, I grew up— um, you know, in the later teens, early college time, really far from the Lord. I grew up in a place where I lived my life solely for myself. I only cared about what could benefit myself um, in life, and most of the times that manifested itself in me um, just, just using people, just taking advantage of relationships, um, really uh, just finding myself in, in places where I, I am in nowhere close to being a servant or helper or friend. And I got invited on a spring break service trip by a friend, and I went on it, and what ended up happening is that I learned the importance of living life for something outside of myself. And what happened on it was that when I served, um, my wall started to break down a little bit, and what I learned is that the way that I was living my life using people and really just focused on myself was almost a way of self-preservation. If I didn't put myself out there to, be, to, to make friends or, or to, if I didn't put myself out there in a way that might bite me in the back, then I didn't have to worry about playing life on the defense. And so what I just, so what I just did, I just, I just didn't care. I didn't care about what people thought about me. Um, and, and that... 
Uh, and that all kind of came to a head on, on this spring break service trip where, where people plainly told me about who Jesus was. When people plainly told me that, that this life that I'm living for my own is not going to sustain itself. That I'll never be able to reach this happiness that I was, I was chasing after. Um, and they told me a really cool, a really cool form of, of the gospel um, that made sense to me. Y'all and I, and on a bus of 40 people, I accepted Jesus into my life, um, kind of in the corner of the bus while people are playing games and music is, is going and people are dancing in the aisles. And my life was utterly changed um, after that trip. Um, and that trip ended up becoming what we now know as the long haul. So I have, I have some, some photos of um, vintage Phil. Um, y'all, this was, over, this was over 15 years ago. Um, and so for those of y'all that went on the long haul this year, y'all got to experience a form of the trip that has been going on for actually, I think it's 20 years this year. Um, college students spending their spring break um, to live outside of themselves. Y'all, on this trip, like I said, I don't know how or if I would be standing here in this moment if I didn't say yes to going on a spring break service trip when I was 18 years old. And so, there's, and so, and so coming back, coming to ISU, I decided, hey, I wanted, to be, I wanted to bring that with me. And so me and a few friends started this organization here at ISU when I was 19 years old. And I just, I just invited everybody that wanted to come with me. And that included people from Encounter. And I found Encounter, and I found, it, and I found a place where I could grow in my relationship with the Lord and a place where, where I, was, I was discipled and, pu- and pushed in my leadership capacity and, and had space to dream of what could be. Y'all, and I ended up bringing like half of the people from Encounter on, on buses with me um, because it was what I cared about, because it was the song that I was singing at that moment in my life. Y'all, and generations and generations of Encounter students have gone and experienced a trip similar to your trip um, before. And so the cool thing is that there have been generations of songs sung of the way that the Lord has moved on a trip like this um, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And so uh, there, it's, it's cool thinking about this idea of coming back from spring break and almost stepping and participating in a legacy that's bigger than ourselves. And so, and so I wanted to share a little bit, a few stories, student stories, of what God did in their lives over this trip. I've been able to see how he goes before us, really. That's been absolutely just mind-blowing and eye-opening how he does that. The way I view myself has changed a lot because I went into this feeling really down on myself and always being in my head of what people were thinking of me and obsessing over how I was being perceived and just the outpour of love that I felt from all these people and 
And I'm just combating what I'm thinking in my head really changed my outlook on myself and how I actually am and not, not when I believe the lies in my head. It's very simple to like extend a helping hand and show love towards others. And I want to bring that back uh, to campus because it, it could make a huge uh, impact on our community. I know like the first couple of nights I feel like none of us really knew each other um, until those team bonding activities started happening and I really saw God move throughout that with how like intimate everybody got with each other in our relationships um, and just like looking back like almost a week later um, it's just absolutely incredible of like how close everybody has gotten and just seeing God in every situation that's happened throughout the week. I want to bring back um, just like kindness like what we did today just spreading joy and that could be like an act of service for somebody and I just want to be more like intentional with my conversations and also like just like talking to people in class like even just saying hi can make their day or like complimenting an outfit and just like helping others I want to just be able to take back those things. Yeah, today as we were serving, I felt more like I was being served. I felt just um, that my spirit was being fed, really, as I got to go out. And um, we got to spread that kindness when we were doing that. And people seeing um, just loving over us and seeing God's love through us as we served, that was something that was like because um, I've gotten to serve God's people. I've gotten to uh, love on His people and get to know them and um, give them my time. Like, we're all called to be like representatives of God in everything we do. So just by loving other people, loving His people, and just doing things to make the place we're at better, like, that's showing the characteristics of God because God always makes whatever he's in better. So y'all, this is this is Molly and Andrew, part of the long haul staff. So for those of y'all who don't know what happens on the long haul, students get the opportunity to jump on a bus um, of 50 other people, and they go to cities, um, and in each city, they participate in a service project, and they, and they uh, participate in group um, bonding activities where they are um, just presented with the opportunity to share more of themselves than what they might on a, on a normal day. Um, and you go and you do that all again the next day and the next day and the next day. What happens is incredible things that's almost hard to explain. And so I have Molly and Andrew up here. I want them to share just a little bit, um, little bit more with you about what, what God did on this trip. And so uh, just so you all know, like rock star, absolutely rock star staff that put on this trip, man. I can't tell you how many hours 
and hours and tears and moments of joy. Y'all, this is, I tell people, if anybody can, can put on this trip, um, y'all can do anything. So, y'all are amazing. The rest of y'all are amazing. Uh, so, Andrew, what is a moment on this trip or moments on this trip that particularly impacted you? Um, yeah, so the moments that I think impacted me the most were the reactions of the people that we were serving. Um, we get to partner with a few different organizations during the trip, um, and as we're working with the people that work in those organizations, just the reactions that they have within like the first hour or so of the service project, when, when they're starting to realize like how much is getting done and how quickly it's happening, um, that is so cool to see and very impactful for me. Um, we talk about it in our prep sometimes that like, let them know, like, yeah. our costumes can do a lot. And yep. so <laughs> even in their prep of saying, oh, we got plenty, it gets done in two hours sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, for us, it's two, three, or four hours of, right. of working with our friends. And, like, we get to learn some new skills and have fun as we're working hard. But for them, it's hundreds of man hours and thousands of dollars being saved that they can then use on future projects. Mm -hmm. um, and so one example of that uh, that happened that stuck out to me was um, when we were serving with Mental Health America in Greenville, South Carolina, um, we were at one of their housing locations where um, they house people that uh, have different mental conditions. And um, we were working with Doug, who does the maintenance there. And he was just sharing with me that like over the last two years during COVID, they've slowed down a lot on like what they've been able um, to accomplish. But towards the end of our service project, he was just sharing with me about some of the dreaming he's able to do now about future, future projects they had planned that they can now start implementing and, and, um, and starting um, sooner to be able to better care for their residents. That's awesome. Um, Molly, this is your third long haul, fourth spring break trip. Uh, Molly's got to experience life change with multiple different groups, which is something that's really special. Um, so Molly, how, and, but you also are involved pretty heavily with a lot of the other trips that we do here. So my question to you is what, how is this trip different than other ones we do? Yeah, this one is, it's so unique. And like oh. you said, it's almost hard to put it into words. So. Um, I got to go on this trip, the same trip Phil was describing as a college student. His brother Abe was the one singing the song <laughs> for that trip yeah. um, and was constantly asking people to come. Um, and it changed my, the course of my college career just because of how unique of an experience that it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so, not only do you get to travel to a bunch of different cities that you might never have experienced and been to before, um, and that part of it alone is a really cool, unique aspect of the trip, because um, you're not just staying in one place, but you're getting to experience a lot of different things, a lot of different types of places that you might never have set foot in before. Um, that kind of broadens your worldview and helps you to see different social issues and things that are facing, that people are facing across the country that they might not necessarily be facing here in Bloomington Normal or in the hometown that you grew up in. Um, and so that's a really cool aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, but also the, 
the activities that we get to do at night as a team with our bus are really unique to this trip too and they really help um, kind of break down barriers and help you to connect more with the other students who are with you on the bus um, and to kind of remember that everyone has a unique story, um, that we're all walking with things. Um, sometimes we can relate to each other in that and sometimes you, you learn so much about another person just by hearing their story. Um, and so each night we're getting to do that and to grow closer with each other um, just in really unique ways. Um, and I think at the end of the trip you come back um, just feeling so loved and encouraged. I'm sure you can feel that energy in the room from all of us who are walking back in. Um, and we're almost like walking a little bit taller just because we have formed this unique bond with each other. Um, and so if you are feeling like, oh dang, I should have I should have gone, put it on your list for next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all three of us got to go, like Andrew included, the three of us got to go on this trip as students. Like, why, why is this important for a college student to go on a trip like this? Either of you guys can answer it, doesn't Yeah, um, I think it's important because of how much you're kind of learning about yourself in this time in your life. Um, this is the time that you're kind of preparing for whatever is next. Um, and you're kind of figuring out that next part of your life. Um, and so to take the time to, this trip really helps you to learn not only more about yourself, but to share yourself with someone else and to learn how to have those deeper conversations and make those deeper connections. Um, that's gonna be really important for wherever you go. Um, and you really get to be built up as a leader too, um, and to just have more confidence in yourself, um, and to learn how to how to build those connections wherever you go. Um, I think that's one takeaway a lot of students had this year that oh, I can. It might seem scary walking on a bus not knowing any of these 50 people, um, but in the course of the week you start to have these smaller conversations, um, even about small things. Um, and about deeper things too, but you have these conversations and you realize, hey, it's not so scary to, to start to talk to someone um, and that everyone has a story that needs to be heard and needs to be shared. And so the more that you can develop those skills and learn that now as a college student and then carry that wherever you're going um, is gonna be huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I was, I was with y'all for for two days, you know, maybe, and there's a lot, even just in those small two days, of there's a lot of just relationships and connection, but also just like like you were talking about this confidence about who people, who we are, who we are as a group, who we are, who who God says we are, all these things that like there's a lot that I I walked away proud of, um, you know, from the group. So Andrew, who or what are you proud of after this trip? Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about who I'm proud of, yeah. which honestly is, like, first of all, is each student that went on this trip. Um, each and every one of them, like, like we've been talking about, like, just stepped out of their comfort zone in some way or another, um, and that's, that's something to be proud of, and that's something I'm proud of for them. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, I also want to talk about how proud I am of um, a student whose name is Joel Pandes. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> um, 
So I've gotten to know him really well over the, over the course of the school year and um, have just gotten to see like how thoughtful and caring of a person he is. And um, like he, but also at the same time, he doesn't always wear his personality on his sleeve all the time and has had a harder time, just like a lot of you, during his freshman year of college, meeting people, getting to know people. Um, but watching him on this trip was just so great for me, where I got to see how that awesome, lovable, and just absolutely hilarious guy that, that I know break out of his shell. Um, like, I, I watched him open up and be vulnerable with 50 other people. I watched him work hard, really hard, to serve at each of the cities that we went to. Um, I mean, he even started a dance circle in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I'm just, I'm so proud of him. Um, and, and I'm happy to say that he's just one of uh, many that got to step out of their comfort zone on this trip, um, getting to do something meaningful with their spring break that was outside of themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's a crazy feeling because you, after you've gone on a trip like this before, you, you know the end game, right? You know like how you want to feel and experience like rolling back into ISU, getting dropped off at the bone, and you, you want that for the participants. Like I want that for everybody who hasn't gone on the trip. I want somebody, I want them to experience something like that at least one time in their life. And so because, because there, is, there is something that happens on the trip, that just stays with you. It stays with you, even if it's hard to explain. So Molly, what's, what's something that will stick with you for a while as a result of this? Yeah, I feel like it's hard to narrow in to one mm -hmm. thing, um, but I think kind of an overall theme that our bus talked about a lot was just the impact of small moments. Because um, like Andrew said, we definitely got to have an impact in big ways of saving these organizations a lot of hours, and it was cool to kind of see a task accomplished at the end of the day. Um, but it was also really cool to watch the smaller moments happen throughout the week. Um, of conversations with gas station employees when we would stop for bathroom breaks or Waffle House employees who give you name tags um, and getting to know our bus driver throughout the week, Taryn. Um, big love for Taryn. Um, she was amazing and really changed the tone of our trip and then she told us at the very end as we were pulling into the bone that this was a really hard week for her personally that she missed a funeral for someone in her family um, and was with us instead and was in tears saying goodbye to us and saying she's not usually that emotional but our our positivity and our energy and the impact she saw that we were making helped her to make it through that week um, and that's not something we set out to do to serve um, but that was an impact that we were able to make as a group um, and even our our last service project in Savannah was a kindness rally where we got to just love on random strangers on the street and kind of this idea of those smaller moments of a hug or a high five or a smile or a random encouragement that can change the course of someone's day. Um, and so that's something that I'm kind of taking back with me and I know a lot of the people in this room are taking back with them of just those small moments that you can make an impact. Love it. Hey, let's give them a round of applause. Man, it's easy to hear those stories and to watch the video and to be like, yeah, <clears throat> that is a song 
of praise. That is a new song of worship for God. Uh, But Joel ended that video saying that we are called to go into situations and just do what Jesus does and, and, and to be Jesus. And there's this there's a visual I have of that is that this, this idea that singing a new song of praise isn't supposed to just happen after church like this, right? And so my next thing I want to throw out to y'all is that we are called, Psalm 96 calls us to a life of worship. Let me read that again for you. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things that he does. Y'all, as a follower of Jesus, everything we do is a song of worship. Don't take it, write that down. As a follower of Jesus, everything that we do is a song of worship. Going on a spring break service trip absolutely is a song of worship. Waking up today and going to class and being a friend and doing what you have to do on your to-do list is also a song of worship. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your act of spiritual worship. There's this idea, this posture that we get to have as followers to wake up every morning and say, All right, Lord, today is yours. Today is yours. And I think that's what this idea of... uh, of waking up and singing a new song is. This idea that what is, that, that I get the opportunity today to live, discipline themselves to a life of daily worshipful, worshipful um, just things. Acts, Acts 2 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and, and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And they studied the word together. They were trying to figure out who, who God was. They were in fellowship with one another. They ate meals together. They, they were with each other and glad and sincere hearts, thanking God for his, for his faithfulness to them. Y'all, that's, that's it. That's what, we're, that's what we're called to do. Richard Foster, he, uh, he wrote Celebration and Discipline. This is, this is out of that book. It says, to worship is to experience reality, to touch life. It's to know, to feel and experience the resurrection, the resurrected Christ in the midst of gathered community. Worship is our response to the overtures of love from the heart of the Father. I think it's so cool that God loves us so much that he created us. He wired us to experience him and his love through the realities of everyday life. He loves you so much that he created you specifically to be able to experience him by just living your life every day. 
What does that look like? That means you get to experience him by being a good friend. It means you get to experience him by doing something that you're passionate about. It means you get to experience him when you're freeing yourself up from being too busy. Y'all, this is the sign of a good God. 